Welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, fans forum representative, Milton Keynes, a travelling bearded legend, Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Orient Outlook podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. As always, just to give you a bit of an update on the social media side of things, we've now got over 1,370 Twitter followers, but... Um, you know, we know there are more Orient fans out there, even the, the casual ones. So, do spread the word, let them know about us, and um, we can keep them up to date with uh, all things that are currently going on with the club. As always, include at Orient Outlook for the retweet. Uh, we're also on Instagram, so if you are, follow us, add us, whatever it is you do on, on Instagram. I don't use it, I don't have it. That's it's good, mate. It's never, a good never done it. Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast and you can contact us as always by email if you are not on social media which we do, we are getting more and more emails yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's good. which is great uh, Orient Outlook at Outlook.com is our email address um, also um, shout out to the Orient Exiles Abroad who this week have come from Australia, America, France Ireland, Holland, Italy uh, Spain Mexico, Portugal, Korea and Canada. So very, very big shout out to, to all of you, wherever you uh, listen to us. Uh, let us know, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we also know there are a couple of Denmark-based fans. So hello to, I don't know what hello is in Denmark. I should have probably Googled that before we... Hello. <laughs> and we found out who our Korean listener was uh, at B Frostic. Said, sorry to disappoint you, but listening Korea is just little old me. But my mate John Un is a Chelsea fan. Great podcast. So cheers for getting in touch and cheers for listening. Your your mate Yong Un needs to be re-educated. Yeah, get him following the O's. So unless that's a jo- unless that's a joke, it's not Kim Yong Un, which is the dictator leadership in North Korea. No idea. I don't, know. don't want to be rude, but I, I don't know if there was a joke in there that we've missed. No. Fair anyway, way. so reviews for episode thirty four at Ever O's said good work. Fairly newsworthy and like the new feature where we launched Express Yourself that we'll follow on later in the episode. Um, good stance, cheerleading, positivity for the lads' morale. That's what we've done all season. Yep. Um, tough at times. At Julian Fern, good geography lesson at the start of episode 34. Hashtag still learning. Yeah, we're here to educate and uh, facilitate. Nope. Absolutely. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, at Tullisan14, said listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Now I've got the only ways up in my head. Hashtag we are staying up. <laughs> at George Sessions, uh, at sorry, at George Sessions, listened to the podcast for the first time today and thoroughly enjoyed it. Great show for LOFC supporters. Thanks, George. Uh, nice of you to, to join us and, and listen in. Um, George, for those of you who don't know, is the new reporter uh, for the, the group of newspapers that actually includes the Ilford yep. Recorder and I think the Barking and Dagenham um, Gazette or something like that um, I think he's actually Colin Mumford's replacement so yep. good to hear from you George thanks for getting in touch yeah and last review from at Boatsy who will be giving his express yourself opinions at the end of the show said great podcast once again cheered me up on a miserable day today as it's cold and wet in Scotland keep up the great work so thanks for all your reviews and if Cheers, you like ben. what you hear keep them coming and if you don't then Sod off, essentially. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> so nothing happened on Monday, uh, as it rarely does, but on Tuesday, Tom Jeffs uh, announced that he is leaving Orient. Tom is the head of commercial uh, at the football club. He's moving back closer to home on the south coast, so we wish him all the very, very yeah, best. Good job done. Job yeah, well done. Well done. Um, you know, he's done a fantastic job of maximising revenue for the club. Um, he was the one that secured the main shirt sponsors in our biggest ever shirt sponsorship deal. It wasn't his fault that they lost their licence yeah. um, and therefore us having to cancel the deal. That wasn't his fault. I'd, I'd seen something either on the message board or on social media somewhere where someone uh, was was being quite unkind and saying it was his fault that we'd lost that sponsor and actually it, it, it wasn't. Yep. So all the best, Tom. Absolutely. Also on Tuesday, Kevin Lisby has returned from his loan spot at Stevenage um, due to injury, so he never really took off at Stevenage. Does Super Kev still have a part to play in the last three games of the season? I know he's currently injured, but who's to say he won't come on at Swindon and bang the goal that keeps us up? So glad to have Super Kev That's back. A great point. That's and obviously, a very good point. With Henderson out now as well, as we learned yesterday, could yeah. there be room for Super Kev to come back? Yeah. We shall see. Also, the under-18s on Tuesday beat Northampton 2-1. Uh, goals from Sam Alderson 
and the ever reliable Scott Kashkit at, at that level. So well done, boys. Absolutely. Another good win for you. Well done. Future um, looks bright if the uh, present doesn't. Absolutely. Yeah, very good point. You're, you're bang on form. That's right. Um, Doncaster at home uh, happened on Tuesday, for those of you that have been living um, somewhere where you don't have any form of information. Um, <laughs> at Orient Stats says, Leighton Orient are yet to beat a team at home that are above 14th position. That is a shocking stat. That's a terrible stat. We've got one league home game left against Sheffield United, who are in fifth. So, could upset as it that stands, stat. But... Well, we hope so. Tonight, Doncaster Rovers are in. Th- oh, la- that uh, Tuesday night, Doncaster were in thirteenth uh, position. Yep. So uh, okay. So moving on, the team was Chisak in goal. Yep. We had Desena at left back with Bowery, uh, Bowdry and Clark at centre backs and Cuthbert at right back. We then had Mackenough, right Bartley and Hedges on the uh, in the midfield, and then Henderson and Dagnall up front. Yeah, substitute Sam Sargent uh, making his first appearance on the bench. So well done, Sam. Because Charlie Granger had injured his Woods. He's done his back, I believe. Yeah. Legend is out of shoulder injury. Granger, who rarely gets on the bench and is currently loaned out or was, came back and done his finger. And now we've got Sam Sargent. And if he gets injured, then it would be Sam Roach, who's 16. And then if Sam Roach gets injured, then... We're stuck. If, if Chizak gets injured, if Chizak gets injured within the next week... <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Gagliardi, what are you doing to these boys in training, honestly? Yeah. What are you doing to them? So Sargent and goal. Lowry... Uh, O'Neill, James, Taylor, Mooney and Simpson on the bench. My thoughts on that. Still surprised James wasn't included for Tuesday night, if I'm honest. Uh, I also thought Dagnall might be rested, but not surprised to see him start the bike horse that Dagnall is. Uh, thanks for the tweet at Matt Bristow, as we are live recording. Yep. Um, Your thoughts? More, cha- more changes, still no consistency, and now Granger's got himself injured. Uh, you really couldn't make this stuff up. I think I, you know, I do agree with you about Dagnall. I think what you know, why not give Simpson a start and and also James. Yeah. You know, if he was fit to do ninety minutes against Gillingham, why haven't we seen him play since? Absolutely, great point, mate. Don't understand. Great point. Uh, your views at Samcast Nine. So James is on the bench. It is madness. If he's fit enough against Gillingham, what has changed? He is by far our best midfielder. Good point there, Sam. Uh, Mark Shepherd underscore 79 says, undoubtedly the players are good enough to win tonight. Whether they want to will have the biggest influence. That's another key point. That's something that I think Paul is going to raise later, whether the players actually want to play for Mr. Liverane. And at Michael Shea, said this team ought to be able to retain the lead if it gets one. Once again, it's not really fluid or interchangeable, but it's solid enough. So thanks for all your... uh, Comments on the team, lovely. So the um, match itself started. Yep. We we you know we started the better of the two teams. We had some decent crosses that were peppered into the into the Doncaster box, but none of them really threatened by Walsh. He wasn't really forced into making any saves, was he? No, no absolutely not. And in the twenty first minute, um, story of the season, Desainer still isn't at back post. Great build up play, I will say from the yeah, that was yeah, really good build up play. Great chance created. Desainer six yards. Doesn't even work the keeper, just scuffs it. Should have been one right, up. Yeah. If that goes in, Doncaster were looking awful uh, at that point. We were looking quite good. If that goes in, would easily go on and comfortably win that game. Yeah. The same scuffs it. Match stays at nil nil. Joby was looking quite good to be fair to him. Yeah. Uh, looked interested. Um, and then after that, some great build up play again. Sees Hedges, T and Bartley, drives a good cross into the penalty box. Henderson with a tap in. Ball slightly behind him, to be fair. So he has to kind of move adjust. his leg back a bit, adjust his body shape, hits it straight at the keeper. The keeper more saves it by reflex than oh, goalkeeping skill. Reflex save. Outstanding. Uh, and again, got to score those chances. And if, if the same on Henderson scores those two chances, it's 2 0 and it's an easy three points. That's However, it doesn't go in. Something that did frustrate me a bit, I think Hedges was knackered. I don't think he should have started on Tuesday. Yeah. He's a young lad. He always tries his best, but he lost the ball three times in two minutes. Was lo- wasn't tracking back as he should do. And I thought he had his poorest game in the no-shirt so far, uh, which wow. isn't his fault. I just don't think... He's, I think Philip Verani, who's managing James so carefully and certain players so carefully, he's very... Um, not managing Hedges carefully, shall we say. Yeah. For someone who's Great. clearly... And, and same Dagnall. If if you know James and he's bringing people back from injury and Bat, who is slowly integrating back into the team, give Hedges and Dagnall a rest, mate. Bring Simpson on. Mm. Uh, Doncaster's first effort at goal on the forty-three minutes, where they should really should have scored as well. Yeah, it was wide. Been wide. Um, and cool. we went in at half-time nil-nil. I'd say. Yeah, 
plenty of missed opportunities. But at, at that point, even though we were playing well, I know we were looking good. Doncaster were looking shocking. They had already kind of appeared to sign off for their holidays, really. Yeah, so, sandals and flip flops on, and they were on the beach, really. I think some of them. Yeah, and then second half started, mm. and literally straight away you could tell that Doncaster had obviously been given a kick up the arse by Dickov. They looked a lot more engaged as soon as the second half started. Um, yeah. We looked like we had mm. taken our foot off the gas. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of half where you didn't really want it to end because you didn't know what was going to come out of the second half, which Abs- is absolutely. a familiar tale as an Orient fan. But Donny started the second half with a sub bringing on striker for a midfielder. They've gone from 4-5-1 to 4-4-2. Yeah, so Dickov obviously... probably really helped them. Yeah, and Dickov <clears> obviously <throat> saw a pattern there saying if we can get slight again... Um, We'll a bit more of a solid, yeah. yeah Henderson and Josh Wright pick up two pointless bookings. One was for, I think, kicking the ball away and one, uh, that was Josh Wright. And I think Henderson was for, I think he just, he was getting hassled by one of their players. And um, in the end, he just ended up turning around and just shoving the guy. Oh, I like blatantly shoving the guy. I think that was why he got his booking. See, see that attendance was announced at 4,410 with 249 away supporters. And we all knew it was coming. And there have been previous warnings from an earlier free kick yep. where their man had just casually strolled into the box and missed his header. Uh, this time, their man, Rob Jones, casually strolled into the box. Great header, to be fair to but him. About as casual as you can for a six foot something, seven, six foot six, ginormous centre back. Great yeah. header, Chizak, no chance, 1 0, heads down. No Done. one picked up their, him in their zone. Yeah. Well, zonal marking, you know, we, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that we were zonal marking and we didn't look quite comfortable with it. And then we stopped doing it and then we started doing it again. And obviously it, we paid the price for it on Tuesday, but zonal marking I don't think works for our defence. Mm. Some defences it works for, but I don't think it works for your defence. I think yeah. if you're going to do it, you have to be absolutely solid. But, you know, it's something that Doncaster picked up on, mm. I think, because then they loved their big man forward and great header to him. We go a goal down. And to be Ian, fair, if they hadn't pushed him forward, then you'd be thinking, what the hell are they doing? Oh, absolutely. Not pushing someone absolutely. with that height advantage up front. And then at a goal down, Fabio decides to take off to Sainer and bring on Lowry. That was a strange substitution after going one down. I think it was due to injury, possibly. Possibly, but I'd like to see Fabio do more earlier in the game. Fine. Uh, but we had a very poor second half. Um, Simpson came on for Hedges with about 15 minutes to go, which wasn't a bad sub at that time, but... Even though we, we made that sub, we didn't really change our formation. And Mooney came on for Mackinough. And you think, all right, that'd be right if you're going to do a 4 2 4 and push everyone forward. But Mooney ended up on the right wing, didn't he? And someone ended up on. Mooney ended up on the left. Dagman ended up on, on the right. right. Simpson ended up front. And it, it had the opposite effect of what that substitution was meant to mean. We looked out of shape. It we couldn't random. get the ball. It was just random. Yeah. It was just a really, really, really bizarre substitution. Um, but saying that Wright had a great shot and the keeper had a good game he saved it really well kind of clawed it out the top corner and on the 89th minute Simpson turned the shot and his effort was comfortably saved and then we've had the gripe all season I'm sure most of you had with the man of the match announcement <laughs> which happened on the 90th minute and nothing double, against Josh Wright I thought he played alright double face palm but a man announced announced as Josh Wright and <laughs> You could just hear the kind of groan. There was just an audible You could, you could groan. just see the tumbleweed floating yeah. across the pitch. It's just... Yeah. Really, just... just he do had it. done well, to be fair. Josh Wright They'd had done, done well, well, but just not the right time to just announce your match. I think something should be written in. Maybe we should have brought up in the fans' forum to say, if you are losing in a match, can we negotiate into the sponsor's contract where the announcement does not go up on the tannoy? Because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. embarrassing, isn't oh, it? It's, it's rubbish. So, full-time whistle went. Yep, match uh, finished 1-0 to, to Doncaster, which means that we are 20th in the table, one place above relegation spot. The only above uh, only above Crewe and Crawley on goal difference, and annoyingly a win would have seen us climb to 18th. Yeah, massive, <laughs> massive, huge, gigantic opportunity to Missed. get out of that yeah. miss, especially when you think, look back and reflect on how rubbish Doncaster were in the first half. Yeah, but that's massive been... Massive opportunity missed. But a lot of our games this season have been a, a story of two contrasting halves. Oh, absolutely. Where we should have buried certain teams in the first half or in the second half, or if we'd have turned up in the second half like we did in the first half and vice versa, then we would have been winning games. We, we you know, we'd be comfortable mid-table by mate, now. Mate, if you don't score, you don't win. You don't we win. had two yeah. golden opportunities to score. We did take them. Absolutely. And, and then we, zonal defending, didn't pick up on our defender. That's what, that's what happens. Yeah. So, Mr so, Levy, your thoughts on the game? Another game where we've created many chances, two that should have been converted, taken none of them, and the other side get two chances and have scored one. 
Brilliant and exciting first half, very poor second half, a total contrast to the first. Plenty of misplaced passes and overhit crosses. We ended the game with four strikers and lost the game 1-0 against a team who came to defend and generally played quite poorly. Yeah. You know, they got had nothing really to play for. Um, I've got strong doubts about Liverani's tactics and subs because neither really worked well. Long ball into the box, um, where the, the you know, the defender over six foot six. Um, it, it, it was just stupid. Um, faith is dwindling with many in the south stand uh, and one or two certain that we're going down. Can't help but think of Simpson had the chances that Dagnall has had. He would have scored many of them and we wouldn't be in this situation. Very good point there, very good point there. And Nick Roche, who um, we met with in the supporters club after, commented, it's the first defeat with the Som badge. Yeah, probably won't. Well, wasn't well hate, hate to jinx it. Yeah, Hate for, to say that you jinxed it, Nick, but... Yeah, for me, a very disappointing match after our recent good form. First half was decent, but DeSailor and Henderson should both be scoring those chances. Um, Dagnall and Hedges both looked absolutely shattered and, you know, picking up on our early point, deserve a rest. Yeah. At half-time, I'm not sure what Liverani said, but had the completely opposite effect to what he was anticipating it to have. Didn't turn up for the second half. Zonal marking for me doesn't work, and we were exploited. Once we were goal down, we lose our ideas and focus, and it's very concerning. They're not for the first time. Liverani's substitutions are not working and do not affect our confidence and really have a negative effect on the shape of the team. Mm. A weak one loss without much battle. As said before, I don't mind Orient losing, but I need to see more fight than this currently. Yeah, bang on the money. However, the money, at yeah. this point, we are still we were still in control of our own destiny due to other results. Yeah. So even though I was sad, I wasn't. I think the key thing there is, I don't mind losing, but we need to see more Absolutely. fight. And I think that transcends into yesterday's game as well, which we'll cover in a bit. Absolutely. So after the match, Liverani told at Dulcet Dave he was pleased with the number of chances his side have created in the first half and he was disappointed to have conceded from a set piece. He then went on to explain that he's pleased that his side are still above the relegation places. That is the target for the end of the season. I'm not sure about Fabio's post-match interviews. I... Hmm? <laughs> Obviously, that's a target for the end of the season. Like, I don't know what else Fabio would say. He's had five months with the team. Yeah. Right? December, January, February, March and April. Yeah. I really, really, really am irritated by the fact that now relegation is our... Oh. Avoiding relegation is now our target I think also the end of the season. It's ridiculous. I think also that wasn't mentioned is that also Fabio was very happy with the way the team played in training. The team played in training. Yep. He said that as well. He said I was happy with the way they played in training. Oh, well, that's all right then. <laughs> it's just a shame that that doesn't transcend into the Football League One. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he also went on to say we had chances to equalise, but we didn't. We do zonal markings from free kicks and we need to be more focused from these situations. Yeah. Fabio, dude, you spend all day with them, man. That's your job. You're the manager. Drill it through and do two sessions a day. Do defence in the morning and attacking in the afternoon. Whatever it is you've got to do. It's got to be better than this. The Sainer received an injury. Bat is coming back from an injury and isn't ready. So that's um, what he said also, yep. But Bat on Twitter said that he's fit. So, yep. so again, read into that what you will. Yeah, and also he said, we are not scared of anyone. We have a game in hand and I'm optimistic for the remaining games. Yep. Major downfall in the past 8-10 to 10 games, in this past 8-10 to 10 games, lost more, is that we've had chances to win games with the chances we've created but not put them in the back of the net and in the games where we do play poorly we must take at least one of the chances we create is that you or is that Fabio? Uh, me fine um, I think yeah. a despondent Marvin Bartley was also interviewed by Dave Victor and didn't seem too happy that they're marking zonally yeah. so the impre- that's the impression I got from that fine okay well if I was Fabio I'd be saying to my players you know in your interviews I don't want you coming out and saying that but yeah. you know um, so post-match, obviously, uh, whenever we lose, Twitter goes ballistic. Um, so at Dirk Turk said, um, I kind of pinched this from him actually, friend friend of mine, tactics tonight, were there any? We, we're woeful tonight. Uh, sorry, we're woeful tonight. Played into their hands. Same as against Bradford. That is down to Liverani, in my opinion. Yep, at TCW0102 in a channel-living voice said, could it be any worse? Uh, for those of you that are familiar with friends, you'll get that. Um, at GingeryID81, massive chance missed. Would have gone 18th and three points clear. Hard games coming up. Yeah, at Robert Lock 39 said, I think that's it now. I'm sad to say, especially with results going against us. At Richie J. Bourne says, should have made some changes at half-time. Clueless second half. League 2 is calling. Yeah, at Glenn is star said, why can't Dagnall score? This is going to go all the way to the Swindon game, Glenn. I agree with you there, buddy. Yeah, at Orient Dave says, whatever the outcome at the end of the season, Livrani has to go if we're to progress. Yeah. Oh, 
Um, my Twitter government. So at Robin LOFC says a lot of work to do now. Hate to say it, but think we're we're gonna go down. Long ball football next season, one hundred percent. Yeah, at Conroy said too many points dropped. Relegated or not, I'd like to see Leverani gone at the end of the season and a huge boot needed. Yeah. Um, at David G Boone said very difficult time. So sad as there seems to be talent there. Confidence must be a big no in this. I think that's a key point there, yeah. David. Confidence must be shot and players not having faith in Leverani and questioning his zonal marking uh, on public interviews. Is a, is a strange one. Yeah. At Teresa E17 said, pains me to say, relegation. Yeah, at Les underscore Bristow, deserve nothing tonight, poor performance, naive tactics, no idea. At Orient underscore 17 said, to be honest, Liverani has to go regardless of whether we stay up. We need a miracle, but we've got to keep the faith. At Timmy Patton, Marv B, only one showed, who showed any fight in the second half. Results went in our favour, but I fear the worst. Yeah, at the Authentic Gaz, said four strikers and more long balls and you can shake a stick at. <laughs> Liverani really is out of his depth here, isn't he? At yeah, Hampshire Orient, uh, decisions upstairs contributed to the mess, but we should not look past the injuries we've had. So many when we had none last year. Yeah, it's a very good point. Absolutely. And at Taser Junior, said we've still got four cup finals left. Can't see the point in looking down. Pick ourselves up and keep fighting. It's the only answer. Absolutely. We had an email in as well from Cliff, who uh, comes and sits in the South Stand near us. Yep, South Stand chauffeur. To oh, the the South Stand chauffeur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Absolutely. Podcast. Cliff, if you go and Swindon, mate, there's he, a. He pulled over and uh, sent us an email. Yep. Um, uh, just very quickly <laughs> reading this out. Well, what a disappointing result last night was. But what disappointed me the most was that after we went 1 0 down, that some of the players seemed not to try. And gave up on the game. I must say, there's players who hide at one nil down, and there's players who don't. And you can see players who want the ball one nil down, and are trying to do something. Yeah. And there's players who don't want the ball. I won't start naming them, but if you were there on Tuesday, you probably know who they were. And on yesterday, and yesterday, it was yep. blatantly obvious. Yep. We're fighting for our lives to remain in a division. We've got to stay in. But after that, that goal, certain players seem not to care, not show any commitment or passion towards the club or the fans. It seems we now have got a don't-care attitude among certain players, which came to the fore last night. Bartley is a classic case. Going to disagree with you there. Um, he had no impact on the game whatsoever, and through the whole game, all he did was slowly jog around, looking like a player who you picked last for your team in the school playground. Uh, the, to be fair, Bartley did one of those moments where he went to kick the ball, missed it, and done like some kind of karate chop roll and <laughs> fell over himself, uh, which was good. But yeah, Cliff, maybe slightly harsh on Bartley. I think that's a bit harsh, but um, so carrying on with the school playground, the one that you picked last, you know the one I mean. He's very useless, the very useless one who always gets picked last. I could carry on naming players, but you get my drift by now. We now we've now got four games to save our season, and the strange thing is, I'm pleased that three of them games are are away. Granted, all of these games are away against top teams in our league, but as our away form is pretty good. I'm not as worried about going down as I would be if three out of the four games were at home. Yeah, good point. But trust me, I'm still worried. I don't need to tell you what we need to do on the field, but now we have got to continue to show our support and passion for the team, even though some players lack the same passion for the club. Anyway, get behind the players on Saturday and show show them all what the club means to yes. us. Good points there, great, Cliff. So thanks, email, for sending, Cliff. thanks for sending your email. And if you want to give us an email, you can email us at orientoutlook.com. Because um, yeah. there's only so much you can say on Twitter within 140 <laughs> characters. Absolutely. And that's so, also why Express Yourself has been brought in to give you more opportunity room. to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Wednesday, 15th of April. Happy 29th birthday to Chris Dagnall. He must have been knackered. Yeah, even just blowing out his candles, it'd have probably taken him ages. <laughs> Um, then uh, so on Tuesday, so on Wednesday, Men United uh, press launch. Barry Hearn, Martin Ling, and Harry Redknapp all turn up um, to help promote the match at Errol McKellar's garage, which I think is in Hackney. Before the Doncaster game, we caught up with Errol, and he's given us more names of celebs and ex-pros that will appear. And here's what he had to say. So we are still um, just after seven o'clock here and we are just uh, in t- about to meet uh, the man who is behind uh, possibly the biggest charity match we've ever had um, for a very, very worthy cause for Prostate Cancer UK. Welcome to the show, Errol McKellar. Thanks for joining us, Errol. Good evening, guys. Um, so 
we did a, an update in episode 34 yep. um, about what, what's going on, but just to hear it, I suppose, from the organiser himself, really, <laughs> just give us an update on um, where we're at at the moment. Right, we're, we've uh, the tickets have just gone on sale. Right. Um, we're still doing one or two final details, but everything's more or less in place, and, and it's just it's gone ballistic now. And I have to say, before I say anything else, without the support of this great football club and the supporters, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. I have to agree with you. So um, we've seen that Harry Redknapp has agreed to manage with his assistant of Russell Brand. Yes. How did that all come about? Um, it's a strange one. Uh, Russell Brand sort of jogged past my garage every morning and we just got chatting and he saw my badge on my jumper and he sort of asked me about it. And, you know, lots of things have been said about Russell Brand, but, you know, more importantly, he gets behind causes and, you know, he does generate things for the right reason. Um, What's been important with him is that, you know, he's always been willing to sort of support any help that I've needed. I've only had to ask him and, and he's, you know, he's put himself forward. I'm not sure if we're going to get him to play. <laughs> he's actually not a bad player right here. Yes, yes. Uh, but, you know, he's happy to be um, Mr. Harry Redknapp's uh, number two. Uh, to be Harry Redknapp's number two is a big big shout anyway. Yeah. So, it's good for him, yeah. good for you, good yeah, for the yeah. charity, good for yeah. everybody. I'm, I'm hoping that when Harry Redknapp <laughs> comes back into management, he might consider taking Russell with him. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for a laugh. Yeah, yeah. hey, listen, it's going to guarantee support. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, uh, You've got a couple of ex-pros already signed up. We've got some Luther. ex-pros, uh, Luther Blissett, uh, Adi Akinbae, uh, Paul Davis, oh, wow. um, Chris White, Frank Sinclair, Trevor Sinclair, um, you know, we're hoping to cement the uh, signature of Paris Atkoff, the goalkeeper, and we've got one special one that we kind of keeping under wraps a little bit. No exclusives uh, today, no? Um, we're, we're tempted, but can we hold on? <laughs> we, can, we, yeah, we can, yeah, yeah, we can, yeah, yeah. we can, I mean, that's you, absolutely I know, fine. I know you guys are itching, but <laughs> <laughs> give us another 24 we've hours. Already our, we've already bought yeah. our tickets, that's, that's so we're, 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 obviously it's only the yeah, West End that's open yeah. at the moment. I looked at the gallery actually, yeah. and the gallery is, like it says on the thing, very low. Yeah. So, you know, tickets are really selling quick yeah, considering they've only just come on sale now. So, you know, but credit to everyone that I mean, has. Do you know, this is this is the strength of this football club. I mean, you know, if we if we had to decide on a Champions League, right, this club would win it all day long. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, I had this illness in, everyone knows, right, in 2010. And with the help of, you know, my family and the support of what I do in this football club and the supporters, the staff, the players, everybody has got behind me and got me through this. So, you know, although you know, I, I may be taking the plaudits for doing this, it couldn't happen without the support and help of everyone yeah. behind me. Absolutely. So, we're a great team. That's my vote on it. We're a great, great team. And as well as the ex-pros, you've got a few ex... Well, not ex, but a few celebrities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're current. Yeah, yeah. The, the footballers are ex, and yeah. the, the people are current. Yeah, we've got uh, Titi Schreider. Oh, that, uh, okay. That's good. Uh, yeah. that's, that, that we didn't know. Oh, see? I've seen there might be a few exclusives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, a temp, there's a teaser going on there. No, but he's also yeah, not bad yeah, either. Yeah, he was here as a youngster. We coached him. We had him oh, here well. as a young kid, right? Um, also... Um, We've got um, Ashley Waters. Um, oh, so solid. Fame. Soul solid. Yeah. We've got Kano as well. In one oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've also Bradley Walsh. Uh, Bradley, Bradley Walsh. We've got Ralph we've Little. Got, yeah, Ralph, Ralph Little. Little. He's, oh, a, he's a good yeah, 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 right yeah, 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 decent. Right back, yeah. Uh, he may be playing centre half though. He right, may right. Be playing it's quite tall, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, but he can handle that. We've got Daniel Lastman, who's an apprentice. Big O's fan, isn't he? Big Orient fan. So looking forward to it. I have to say, first name on the team sheet, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, first name. He, you know, as soon as we spoke to him about it, he wanted to get involved. I feel like his so. dreams are playing on that turf. Oh, yeah, you know of course what? it works. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, and, and for charity and as we've well. We've got one or two other ones. Again, that's on the exclusive list, but we will be revealing them closer to the date. But, okay. You know, with you, you guys' help. You can let us know. Yeah, yeah we'll with you out guys' out help, there. we're going to, you know, we're just waiting for a confirmation contract from them anyway. You know, um, but yeah, it's going to be great. Fantastic. You know, and I say, hopefully, we're going to raise the cause of what we're doing uh, and get the awareness out of an issue that's very important to all men um, you know the support of Men United Prostate Cancer UK you know I've been allowed to sort of do this yeah absolutely Fantastic. and you'll have collections on the day people yeah yeah there's going to be yeah, there's going to be uh, Prostate Cancer UK are going to be here doing the collections on the day um, 
we've got a lot of media attention that's already generated from it, as I say. Um, but, you know, I'll come back to the, the, the biggest and most important factor, the Orange Bulls. You know, I'm, I'm proud and honoured to be working in this football club and even more honoured to, to be amongst people that I care about, you know. Yeah, and they've shown their you. loyalty to me yeah. and how much they care about me. And, you know, this stadium will be full. Right. I've oh, said it yeah. from day one yeah. and I think we have the strength here to fill this stadium right. because of the reasons of why we're doing it is one thing but the support is immense I think the effort that you're putting in it deserves a full stadium and the yeah. people that are giving up their time and, and coming yeah. back and yeah. training and you know, the effort and hard work yeah. that the players are going to be putting yeah. in because you don't just rock up to, oh, a, to know, play a 90 minute even a charity match because John Mackey's yeah. already told us he's taking it quite oh, seriously listen, oh, John Mackey's he wants to win he wants to win the only bit the only bit that's going to be regarded as ultra ultra seriousness in this right is the game minutes, right? yeah. because as you know that's the orientee that won promotion and you know although we've not had the greatest of things to sort of jump up and down about this season right, we're actually everybody's looking forward to having this team back here having Barry Hearn back here having Matt Porter back here right it's you know, chairman it, yeah, yeah massive I mean you know you know this is this is what we call the Barry Hearn day if you like right because he's going to come back as a chairman come back as in charge of the team that brought promotion and success to the club yeah you know a little bit of nostalgia but yeah yeah but you know what it just shows the measure of the man right you know he's already put a lot of support in what we've done and you know he's so looking forward to this Uh, obviously he wants to win uh, and he wants the Orient team to win um I just want it to be a great day for everybody concerned. You know, we've got lots of things going on. Too much to mention at the moment, but, you know, at least you guys are giving me a chance to sort of publicise it. You know, it's great that you guys have got behind it because you've done your part as well. So it's a great big family for me. Thank, Thank you very much, Thank Errol. You very much, Cheers. So that was uh, Errol McKellar, um, who is uh, organising the charity match on the 31st of, of May. We're very excited to be uh, part of that, so uh, thanks for letting us be and uh, happy to, to offer as much publicity as possible. Ticket prices are £10 adults, £5 for children and concessions, I believe. So not a great deal of money and no, by all accounts it will be a very, very fun fun day out. So uh, Yeah, that no, was great to meet him. He's full of <coughs> energy and very... Very positive, and he is. He's really good to he's be. He's really around. infectious, yeah. And uh, it was great meeting him. So thanks for the interview there, Errol. Uh, moving on to Thursday, 16th of April, yeah. we lost five two to Bournemouth in the final third development league. Freddie Monker and Scott Cashcut got our goals, but saying that the Bournemouth team was a very strong lineup. Um, that's the first team players in there, like Jordan, Jordan that, Stock, Jaden Stockley, who's first team players. They had Ian Hart of ex Leeds. Um, so not a bad Freddie. result. Good to get two goals. Also, some massive work done in the community on Thursday. Lloyd James and Nathan Clark were in Chinkford. Mooney was uh, at the Eastern Multisports Sports Camp for the Late Night Trust. And Dino was visiting Greenleaf School. So, great work done. Yeah, well done, all. lads. Fantastic. And there was more work done. I think Borgie was out and mm. Cuthbert was out at some Olympic event for school. So, Lovely. absolutely brilliant. So, well done there, lads. Absolutely. So, also on Thursday afternoon, um, I attended the Fans Forum, which for those of you that aren't aware, it's an opportunity for uh, a cross-section, a small group of fans representing a cross-section of the Orient community um, who basically get to meet with uh, Alessandro, who's the CEO, uh, with Colin Mumford and also uh, Rob Noble, who was there. Rob Gagliardi was in attendance to to translate when when required. Um, I, I, there isn't anything that we can actually mention at this stage because the notes haven't um, actually been signed off, so uh, we're not at liberty at this point, unfortunately, to to actually say what was what was actually discussed. But the the notes will be out very very shortly. I can say, though, it was a really, really good meeting, really positive um, and, and a good experience as well. You know, the club do listen to us. They do take things on board and, and there will be a lot of things that will be addressed going forwards. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so really watch, good. Watch this space. So it's the first time we've gone. So thank you for to the existing members of the Fans Forum who got, Extended got that the podcast yeah. in. And yeah, hopefully, I think I heard Friday by next weekend, I think they're going to be up by, yeah. is what I've heard. Um, That's right. 
I think they've pretty much mostly been uh, okay. They've just got a bit amendments and just got to be redone and but that can go out. What we will say is though, Angelo was very well prepared. He'd looked at the questions beforehand and had answers for everything that had been raised previously. So the club were well prepared and credit to them for that. Exactly. So moving on, uh, Saturday, eighteenth of April. Yesterday, the day um, for MK Dons, but to start the day it started better than what it finished. We had a. A 3-1 win over Cambridge um, as the under-18s won the Merit League 2 division. Christian Wuzu, Freddie Moncur and Sanjo Semedo scored the goal. So well done, boys. Well done, boys. And like we keep saying, the future looks bright. So maybe maybe Fabio starts up putting some of the kids in. Some of the kids are ready, man. I think yeah. Cash gets ready. That's Freddie Moncur's quite young, but that's two it's... goals in three days that we've reported on. He scored on Saturday and he scored on Thursday. You know, yeah. maybe, 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 maybe some of the kids are ready to step up. Maybe. Absolutely. So MK Don's away. Orient's at Orient's. That's again with a with it with a really good stat. No team in the Skybet League One has picked up more points sixteen than MK Don's from their last six matches. Yeah. So prior to playing us, they'd played six, one, five, and only drawn one. So they were a team in very good form. And I don't think they'd conceded in in any yes, of those games right. either. So you're right there. So it, it was always going to be a dangerous thing for us. So Chisak started in goal with Lowry Clark. Baldry and Cuthbert across the back line. McEnough, yep. Bartley, James and Taylor. Jake Taylor comes in uh, across the midfield and then Dagnall and Simpson up front and substitutes for us were Sergeant on Mizuzi, uh, right drop to the bench, Hedges, Bat, good to see back, uh, Mooney and Plasmati. Yep, so Mr DeSena and Henderson both missed out of hamstring injuries and we've still since heard that Henderson is out for the season. Yeah, that injury is going to keep him out. Of so Henderson, whether that's right or not, I don't know. He'll yeah. probably be on the bench on Tuesday, but who Fine. knows? So as we know, Henderson out for the season. Cox's groin injury is still playing up. Uh, we will try and get an update from Cox at some point. At some point over Twitter, um, Wright was on the bench, but reports that Wright has been ill during the week. Yeah, which was the first I'd seen of that. So four changes from Doncaster. So in came James, uh, in came Taylor, in came Simpson, and in came Lowry. For me, I was very happy with that team when I first saw it announced. Uh, good to see Bet on the bench. But two massive concerns for me, Henson and Desainer. If we can't keep them fit, can't we just get rid? It's Henson literally was fit until October, massively injured, and then he's come in and got injured again, come in and got injured again. And then when he has been fit, he's turned up late, even though that was only once. That's harsh. <laughs> bit harsh, um, bit harsh. Desainer's but... only on a contract to the end of the season anyway, so... Good. Um, Good. I was... For me, two, two of the biggest earners, mate, at the club. Yeah. And two at the least... Available Consistent. for selection players. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I think it was good to see Lloyd James back in. Uh, Josh Wright to get a rest, although Josh probably won't feel that he needed a rest. Yeah. Uh, same for Jay Simpson to come in. Uh, yeah. Good to see him start as well. I was really quite happy with that. I think Hedges needed a rest. I was quite happy to see yeah. it. I think Hedges was looking knackered. Um, for me, an interesting point would have been if Henderson was fit, would he have gone with Henderson, Simpson and dropped Dagnall? And given him a rest. Yeah, yeah. that was the one thing that I... Um, Rude. Someone told me that Hedges um, had injured his knee um, and wanted to go back to Swansea to get treatment, but Swansea had told him, no, you've got to stay and be on the bench at Orient. Really? Yeah, which I, which I now think is a bit... That's a bit strange. Um, a bit strange, because he played. Yeah. If he hadn't played, then I'd have probably uh, been... Okay. But anyway, so... Your thoughts tweets, on the team? Yep. yep. At JL Dar said, Simpson up front, he will score twice today and we will win easily 2-0. <laughs> At Steve James forty one. About time Simpson started. Hooray, hooray. At Con Murray, he said perfect eleven for the job, but hand in my opinion, finally Faber gets the team selection right. T he he. at Boatsy said, apart from our slow defence, I'm happy that Simpson starts. Yeah. At Joe, at Joe the Bag said, glad Simpson on, but right and Hedges have both been players who have made a difference last few games and they're on the bench. Good point there. At Michael Shea said, would have preferred more pace and width, but the strikers have both lateral movement, no long ball game today, I suspect. That's exactly what I thought yeah. when I saw it as Simpson and Dagnall. Maybe we're now going to try and pass yeah, it around. Absolutely. At Football CJW said, why is Hedges on the bench? He is more direct than Taylor. Uh, other than that, I'm pleased. Any point or points plural today will be a positive. Absolutely. At Samcast9 said, haven't understood the Simpson hype from day one, but today I'm happy to be wrong and for everyone else to be right. Yeah, Adam Blanks123 said, I'm delighted Simpson's back and no Hendo. Shame about right, but I agree that about dropping hedges, he wasn't good enough for me against Donny. That's probably fatigue for him, isn't Absolutely. he, young man? Uh, at Matt J. Nash said, great to see James back. If Taylor can now show more than he did at Coventry, the midfield looks stronger today. At Luke Bias at 1998 said, good team. Would put hedges and right on, but I'm happy with the strikers. At PDR, triple one two said, right drop to the bench, even though he is in form. Hope Liverani knows what he's doing. 
Good bench though. And That's finally, a very good point. finally at K showing. So let's hope today that Daggers get some service to justify his work rate. We need to chase every loose ball dictate play. Well, my friends, my my good friends. Hindsight so, is a wonderful, oh, it's wonderful amazing. thing. It's absolutely amazing. So the day actually started off really well. Went to a pub called the Red Lion, which yeah. is right by a canal. Yeah. I, I, I tried to tweet. I think I tweeted you did, a picture. Yeah. 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 By um, really beautiful. Really, and yeah. it really started off quite quite serene and quite calm and quite positive. Yeah. And then we kicked off. Then we got into the ground. We were shoved into a corner. We weren't behind the goal like we were yeah, last time. We took nearly a thousand fans yeah. yesterday, but we were shoved into a corner segment yeah. um, at the sort of corner flag. It was not the best, um, but yeah, it started off. So the kickoff usually what happens on on obviously the ball is rolled forward legally because it has to be into the opponent's half, and then it comes back yeah. to a midfielder. Yeah. Usually Josh Wright, who then pings it out to one of yeah, the wings. Yeah. Yesterday, Simpson got the ball and drove forward. In a, diff- yeah, in a variation yeah. of that, and got his pocket picked straight away. He yeah. lost the ball straight away, <laughs> and um, they then drove forward. Yeah. And their first effort, all of this is in within the te- first 10, 20 seconds. First effort on goal in, in that time. Something I noticed about reading the MK program earlier is that they get very early goals and then force teams to come at them. It's quite an interesting stat there that I was just reading in their program, yeah. which is obviously what they want to do, but we kept it goalless for the first 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, for the first twenty first minutes, 20 minutes we did. Right. It was a bit of a boring, nothingy type thing. They had most of the possession. We were sort of a bit laxadaisical, and then and when we were still zonal marking. You were saying, yeah. So yeah, that, Fabio is still going with the zonal, yeah, which is a uh, not the best. And then the deadlock was broken in twenty first minute. Um, now you've put balls played into the net as Larry was caught out. Having watched it back on telly, no, it was played in. So they 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 literally walked the ball in. Yeah, yeah, but, rather but, than a, a long distance shot. But having watched it, the, their build up play I thought was fantastic for the goal. Quick movement, good passing to feet. Lowry obviously slightly who less mobile. Should have been on his man. Had obviously been dragged to the other side of the pitch, which left their player at the far post to tap in. But I thought no, Lowry Lowry was the one that got done. It was on the far oh, post. Right, right. Would have been the right back, which would have been Scotty Cuthbert. Cuthbert, yeah, I thought that was. A good Good goal, good teamwork goal for them. Yeah, but I was. Yeah, it was I'm, a good goal for them. All I've done is seen the goals, and yeah, as, as we come on to, I thought all their goals were pretty good. And then literally minutes within within the next minute or two, yeah. Um, off, although everyone, was, I was sort of making a note at the time, so I kind of looked up and it it, it went in, and everyone was screaming for offside. Yeah. Like I've never seen that many people scream right. for an offside. So two nil, um, two nil. That, that, I mean, that was a bit of a lucky goal. We kind of went through like the defence went past Chizak into the net. I thought that was the only goal where we possibly we could have defended better. better. Look, okay. But again, all I've done is seen the goal, so I wasn't there for ninety minutes. So all I can do is say what I've seen. A few and minutes then, later, they again get a corner. Yeah, uh, they work it into the box, and Deli Ali was, I think, a bit too quick for Baldry. Deli Ali, I mean, he's a great player, and they've got five some good million players, quid. so we're gonna go on to do something. But if I was Bichetti now on Liverani. I'd be on the phone to Tottenham saying, you've signed Ali, you've got him. You ain't playing him next season. He's not even going to get on your bench. You're going to want to loan him out. How much can we pay you to take him on loan? I'll be doing stuff like that. Ali's not going to be anywhere near that Tottenham he team. Ain't gonna come They're to going to loan one. him out somewhere. He's not going to, yeah, championship. He will for the money. He will for Tottenham tell him to go there. We need yeah. to start, or we need to start building these relationships with clubs like Tottenham again, Arsenal again, even, I hate to say it, West Ham again. Classic example, MK Dons, what, who's that guy who scored the hat trick? Hall used to be at West Ham. Ended up going on like Bolton and loads of other clubs. Didn't see him at Orient. We need to start establishing these relationships again. Yeah. You know, if if Spurs tell Ali to go to Tottenham, we'll go to Tottenham. Sorry, if Spurs tell Ali he's got to go on Orient next season, he'll go. I doubt they will, but no, we need we need to establish these relationships where we used to get players like you know we've had Harry Kane, we've had Tom Carroll. We haven't had any of these players in the last, in the last couple of years. No. Come through. Anyway, Ali was too quick for Baldry. And he got fouled in the box. They got a penalty. And they got a penalty, yeah. Which they scored, and it was 3 0. Then a bad day gets even worse. But saying that, I mean, the fourth goal was ridiculous, was I would say. Corker. And I, I, I will say that a number of people got up and left at 3 0. Yeah. A number of people got up and left. Mate, quite, so, quite rightly so. You know, well, it's only, it's only so. You know, three nil, you know, and and it was only twenty five minutes. You know, you still got another six, uh, you know, sixty five minutes left to go. So you pay, you pay your money to get up there. You pay your money for your ticket. You pay absolutely, money it's an expensive day football. And if you, you know, if, if in people's opinions that the players don't deliver or don't look bothered, 
you know, there's a difference in losing and there's a difference in losing with pride. Yeah. I think that, that aspect of it is maybe annoying people. It's a bit scrappy in the build-up to this, um, to the fourth goal, but the way the, the way Hall struck that ball is, you know, I, I even stood up and applauded that because yeah, that yeah. was a wonder strike. Great strike. I think another chap sitting a few seats to my right stood up as well. Absolutely, you know, yeah, yeah. corker of a goal, so fair play to him. But, um, but going back to my point, why don't Orient look for these young players? You know, so Hall got released by West Ham, right? Got signed by Bolton. Can't get anywhere near the Bolton team, so ends up on loan to MK Dons. You know, MK Dons perfect example. Not that much of a big club than Orient, and certainly don't have a bigger pool in for players. I would say, but they got Grig on loan from Brentford. Yeah, they got uh, they signed Baker on a free, who I can't believe we didn't go near. They got Hall yeah. on loan from Bolton, and, and we get players like Lundstrom. I got no, that, yeah, that's all, right. you, all you need to... to know. You know, if we do survive in this league, the scouting needs to be much better over the summer, and we need to be getting to these kids and going to clubs like Tottenham and getting their good players, not the players who have never played anywhere, but players who are going to do something. Yeah. Rant over. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, you're absolutely bang on the money. Yep. Um, so there was a shot of goal that was saved, but Chisak sort of seemed to fumble it and ended up having to claw it. It it had crossed the line because I was sat in line with the post, so I could see the the, the, the net, and I saw his hand scoop the ball from behind the line. Yeah, so it should have like, been so it should have been five. Then. So the linesman that should have flagged for offside for their second goal should have also given them a, a fifth goal. Unbelievable! Terrible referee, terrible linesman. So good for us. Um, so you said Jake Taylor was anonymous. Anonymous, not yeah. Um, I even I, you know I said like oh bloody hell Jake play Jake Taylor's plan has he even touched the ball? Right, right. Uh, at one point. So as the whistle blew for half-time, a chorus of very, very loud boos rang out around the stadium from the Orient fans. And, yeah. you know, the second as half... As of course. As you know, you're 4-0 down. Yeah. And, and the players didn't look like they were trying. Something might have happened in the dressing room. They didn't look like they wanted to play for Liverani. Um, no, no, there, there was no sharpness. There was no passion. There was no desire. There was no effort. There was nothing. They let... In the first half, MK Dons were allowed to play their game. They were allowed to play to the strengths. And and in the end, it looked like a training match for for MK Dons. It looked nothing more than a training match that they did maybe Thursday or Friday in in, yeah. in you know before they played us. So second half started much the same uh, as the first. You know, Fabio made some substitutions. Um, took 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 you know players that obviously were more ineffective than others. Off he took Simpson off. He took Taylor off. He took. Um, uh, Dagnall off to give him a rest because he wasn't having any effect on the game um, uh, but and, you know we eventually managed to fashion a decent chance that Jay Simpson actually scored a good goal from yep. so you know, fair, fair play to good him good to see Simpson yeah. on the score sheet that's the only positive and you know I, I, I would hope Simpson retains his place up front for next maybe for next Simpson game, Mooney yeah. on Tuesday if we're saying Dagnall's knackered now I would hope I've got nothing against Dagnall and I don't want this no. podcast to sound like a vendetta against Dagnall but no, if Dagnall's knackered and not scoring try Simpson Mooney Yeah, can't be any worse than no. the Simpson Daggers no um, absolutely so, but we'll see and then MK wouldn't have scored two more very good goals and like I said I was fuming yesterday even though I didn't go but having seen the goals they're just a much better team than us they're just mm. a much better team than us they'd obviously looked at our defence and scouted us and said their defence is pretty slow, so let's just play interchanging balls and let's just move around their defence and we'll get our chances, yep. which is in effect what they did. Yep. But again, barring the second, I thought all their goals were well taken. They were all good passing and team moves. And we just need to press teams down quicker. And over the summer, I just need to look at getting a completely new philosophy in the way we defend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 15 players are out of contract, so it'd be interesting to see who stays, who goes, and yep. uh, and what merry-go-round we have. So, Dulcet Dave tweeted... Uh, so it's at Dulcet Dave tweeted Orient's heaviest defeat since 2002 Carlisle away the final scoreline did not flatter MK Dons they were a different class yep also Dave Victor for Orient player at Dulcet Dave interviewed Liverani who said Orient were too bad to be true MK Dons are a very good side and he wanted to apologise to his supporters and he believes we can get out of this situation um and in Clark's interviews, which are starting to concern me more and more, and he, he needs some media training at the moment, Clark. They outplayed us, they outworked us. We let ourselves down, we let the supporters down. He said, we also need to get over this. We must focus on Tuesday. We weren't at the races, and we need to go out there and prove ourselves. He also said that we haven't noted that they wanted it more than us. And again, Which is a desire issue. Because he said this twice in the ongoing weeks, which just screams to me that these players are not interested in the fight for Liverani. 
Well, then they need to be interested in the fight for their own pride, for their own family and for their own careers. Mate, absolutely. If they're not doing it for the manager, then they need to do it for themselves. Be a bit selfish about it and say, I'm not that bad. I've got desire and passion to do a good job that I'm being paid to do. I'm going to go out and... uh, Over that white line, there's only so much that Liverani has control. We've said it in a previous podcast. There's only so much that he can do. Once they step over the white line, it's all on them. He can't put his boots on and, and, and... swap with with one of the midfielders and just go and dictate and have a little kick around. He can't do that. Absolutely. So they have to take responsibility for it. That, that, that's the only thing that concerns me is Clark saying they want it more than us. Well, you you know, yeah, that just flabbergasts me. So your, your thoughts? Yeah, worst performance I think I've ever seen in, in my Orient support in life, really. Um, and I mean that from a passion and, and desire and, and, and uh, you know, ability. We've got many of the same players from last season. Uh, you know, obviously, and that, that takes into account some terrible games. Everyone will remember who's been supporting them longer than that, the Pat Paul Brush and Pat Holland era. Um, shameful is probably the best way I can politely put it. Those players should be a- absolutely ashamed of themselves that they've, put, that they've performed like they have. We allowed MK Dons to play at their best and to their strengths. That's a key point for me. We allowed yeah. them to play at their best, yeah. Yeah, we allowed them to play. We never pressed. At one point, there was a ball about 20, 25 yards outside our box. It was just, it was. I think it must have bounced three times on the spot before an MK Dons player picked it up. Yeah. No one pressed yeah. that. No yeah. one had no urgency. Um, did Fabio put the right team out today? He put out a team that really lacked pace all over the pitch. And MK Dons have got pacey, skillful players. I left, for the record, because lots of people have asked, I left after the sixth goal went in. Uh, last time we got smashed uh, was Bournemouth away. We lost 5-1 and I left on 57 minutes when the fifth goal went in. Uh, and that was the earliest I've ever left a match. So whenever, I don't know what time the goal was, at, but that's when I left. Um, my thoughts after the game, I was really sort of, I never felt so negative. I've never felt so numb, really. But, I th- you know, my thoughts initially were that we won't survive. Uh, and, and it was quite inevitable. You know, Rochdale had two men sent off yesterday um, who we're playing on Tuesday, including Jamie Jones. So those two won't be eligible to play. So there is a bit of a sort of potential light at the end of the tunnel. Yep, what, my what, thoughts. thoughts? Um, terrible result and a performance to match from what I've heard. As bad as Liverani has been, some players needed to stand up and take responsibility. To be final down at half-time, shocking, shocking. I know, you know, even though we weren't hopeful, I didn't expect that to be the score at half-time. Yeah. The only positive we could take is that we still have control over our own destiny uh, and three wins will mean survival. Each player on that pitch has to stand up and be counted uh, and fight for the club and us and show us what they can do. I think a gesture for the club would be to give all fans who win to MK Dons a free ticket for Swindon and free travel. I don't think they will, but that's what I would like the club to do. Yeah. Um, Liverani's concern to me is his substitutions aren't making any tactical sense and his post-match interviews are bizarre. I just don't understand the man. Um, however, there's no point in sacking him now until the end of the season. However, I don't expect him to stay should we get relegated. Question is, though, if, if they did say, look, that's it, thanks very much, all the best, Nuge and Andy Edwards would probably be a good shout to bring them in. and No chance. <clears throat> see if I'd... they can get anything, squeeze anything out of the last three games. You never know. I know what you're saying, but there's no chance of that happening. Yeah. Although, last time we said something like this, and we recorded it on a Sunday morning at 5pm on a Sunday. Sunday, yeah. <laughs> um, so your views at PDR? Loads, loads yeah. and loads and loads Tons. and loads. At PDR1112 said, gutless performance, you should all be ashamed. Travelling Orient fans deserve better rubbish. At Boats, he said, Dreadful, no heart and fight. Must win Tuesday's game in hand at Rochdale if we lose its curtains and hello League 2. Yeah, at Steve James 41 said, Get rid of the manager and see if Nuge can keep us that's, keep us up. That's our only chance. At Orient underscore 17 said, Back-to-back wins needed and still possible. Hopefully the squad can regroup. While it's still possible, there must be belief. Very yeah. good point. Key word there. Yep, at the Authentic Gaz. said, Surely an unattainable position now for Liverani. He's the wrong man for us. We need an appointment for next season now. At this due, three simple words. See you, Fabio. Yeah, at GingeryID81. Said, sorry, but I don't even know what to say after that. Complete shambles, no fight, no slide tackles in the first 55 minutes. That's a shocking... Yeah, he's right, because I sat right near him. Yeah. At Kai showing abysmal, no shape and sporadic effort at best. And why the hell Shane Lowry ahead of Elliot Omazuzi? No win Tuesday, it's over. Someone else raised that. Why is Elliot Omazuzi not playing? Great there? point about Omazuzi. Because he's done well. He can do well at right back, at left back. If you bring Omazuzi in <coughs> at left back for Tuesday and keep the other three, that is last season's back four, four. arguably with a better goalkeeper than Jamie Jones. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, not even arguably. Factually correct. At <laughs> Luke. Uh, is that at Luke BR or Michael Shea? At Michael Shea, he said we may well deserve to go down. But the fact is that three points on Tuesday will put us back on track. 
I'm sorry for the travelling fans, yep. At Luke the R nineteen ninety eight. All I'm saying is that if we don't win at Rochdale on Tuesday, then we're going down. So keep the faith. Yeah, at Chris Kane underscore nineteen ninety two. So the atrocious, abysmal, gutless, heartless, spineless. Take nothing away from MK Dons. They were good, but we we were too slow. At Mike Brown Music, outclassed by the best attacking side in League One. The only positive was Simpson starting and getting on the score sheet. Yep, so league position now with three games left. We have played 43, won 12, drawn 11, and lost 20. Goal difference took a hammering yesterday, minus nine now, 47 points. This is now a 16 relegation battle uh, with Coventry, Scunthorpe, and Port Vale all with a similar goal difference to us. Yeah, positives and negatives. Um, believe it or not, there are some positives. Jay Simpson back in the 11 and scoring. Yep, Sean back returning. Um, with a win. Uh, win all three matches left and we stay up. Yep, negatives. Um, lack of desire in the MK Don's game. Just two, generally, two terrible performances this week. Uh, a big one for me is that Fabio is quickly losing the fans. Massively. And Henderson the saying and Cox have been injured. You look a bit confused. I am. You've... Uh, well, when we put the league, there's loads of stuff that's been taken out. It doesn't really make much sense. So yeah. it's, it's just it doesn't really explain itself well. But we'll, we'll just move on from that. No, that note was about um, sixteen relegation battle. Coventry, Port Vale, and Scunthorpe have all got similar goal difference to us. So that point was about that um, with with us our, our our unique selling point, if you like, of, of of being able to avoid relegation was the fact that we had a much better goal difference than teams around us. Yep. So that kind of erodes when you've got half the teams that have got a similar goal difference yeah, to us. Terrible, terrible day as a whole. So fixtures next week. We have got Rochdale away on Tuesday. So Rochdale 7th in the league. They've played 43, won 8, drawn 6, lost 19, 60 points. 118, yep. So that is a massive game, Rochdale. Um, if we win, we go above Crew and Crawley with the same amount of matches played. Um, a draw isn't good enough. On the flip side of that, Rochdale need a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Yeah. So Tuesday is massive for both clubs because if they don't get that win, um, if they don't get that win, then their playoff hopes are, are, are gone. Basically, yeah. We then got Sheffield United at home on Saturday. They're currently fifth in the league. They've played forty-four. They've won nineteen, drawn twelve, and lost thirteen, and they're on sixty-nine points. So they are still very much in the playoff spot. So they will want to. All their players will be playing for their playoff well, places. Yeah. Places. So. We met up with the um, Leighton Orient Trust, uh, Leighton Orient Trust, um, Howard Gord yep. for Tuesday's match. Um, talking uh, to him about um, the pre-match activities for Sheffield United because it's the hundredth anniversary of some of the uh, going to war, signing up yep. on mass for war. So this is what Howard had to say about the post-match activities for Saturday. It's just before 7 o'clock. Uh, we are outside the West Stand um, before the Doncaster game. We're now joined by uh, one of the Leighton Orient Trust um, officers, uh, liaison officers, Howard Gould. Howard, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. That's a pleasure, chaps. Um, now, next, or the, the, just before the um, Sheffield United game on the 25th, there's a bit of a do going on, a bit of an event. Do you well, want to tell yeah, us about that? it's uh, very important for us, obviously, celebrating uh, the memorial of the boys going to war, First World War, as you know. Yeah. Um, um, and we've got a couple of special things going on, which is on the score pitch, which is opposite the main stand. Um, our community have organised uh, some lads coming down from Leicester, as Leicester Fosse were the last team the Orient played, uh, as you know, before they went to war. Okay. Uh, and we're going to commemorate that by playing Leighton Orient against Leicester Fosse. So, welcome uh, to come and have a little look at that. That's on the score pitch, I think around 12, 12.30, something like that. And so then, that's anybody that's pu- that, that can come yeah. and watch that? Yeah, why not? Any yeah. of the fans can turn up come along, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and support and, and cheer along uh, and then we're going to have a, a marching band uh, coming onto the pitch with uh, with a large banner and some flags again to commemorate uh, our lads going off to war Was that at half time or was that pre-match? Uh, I think the band will be there pre-match um, and then at half time again uh, you know, we'll make some announcements uh, so this is this is quite a big deal. It must have taken quite a bit to arrange. It's yeah, we're still arranging it. You know, uh, we've got dignitaries coming along. So yeah, it's very very important, as you know, to the club. You know, I understand that some of the former players' descendants are coming uh, to to that as well. Do you, can you shed any light on that? Yeah, well, the, the three players that unfortunately died. Um, we're having uh, members from each of their families uh, present, so we're very pleased about that. Lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, pleasure, boys. So that was Howard Gold talking about the. 
pre-match activity next Saturday. So if you're at a loose end next Saturday. Yeah, from about sort of 12, 12, 30. Get yourself down to Orient earlier at the score centre, which is just opposite the uh, west stand on Oliver Road. So get down and, and, and get involved with that. It, it, it will be a, a very, very lovely pre-match uh, activity for, for people to, to go and observe. So uh, well done to Howard and, and Neil Absolutely. Taylor uh, at the Trust who have put a lot of time and effort into doing that. And um, we, we'll certainly be there yeah. um, lending our support as well fantastic so we were going to do express yourself and thanks for all your express yourself emails and voice memos this week but we just haven't got time so we will move that on to next week yeah providing it'll be can. a priority next week so sorry to ben boatman and josh abrahams who got in touch with us and also les, les bristow um we will do that next week but we've really really run out of Absolutely. time this week so um yeah that's yeah. about it for this week yeah so a tough week for the orient with uh two games two losses one of them being a heaviest defeat over a decade but on the positive side great progress via the fans forum and the champion match is progressing very well so thanks for listening uh, as always we look forward to hearing from you via twitter uh, express yourself and email and as always if you go on tuesday sing up for the boys and on saturday it's vital um or things aren't even going well so we're back next week with episode 36 have a good week keep calm listen to an outlook podcast up the o's see ya